Hello everybody, I'm Coach Colin. I'm here to help you manage your leadership. And our special topic today is the customer changes. How can we adapt? Because we know that there are many things that are happening, but how does it affect us? You might be here because you're thinking that you have seen many things happening at your customer and you're wondering, well, what does it really mean? Why is my customer taking so much time to take these decisions? Or how can I really adapt to these messages and signals I'm getting from my customer? And that is exactly what we're going to talk about today because you are in the right place if you want to have a better insight about what is really happening at our customer's organization, not on the technical, technological side of machining, but in the way our customers are working. So that is what we're going to look at today. And to start off very, very directly, I'm going to take you to a journey because this was... Obviously, here in Shanghai, we have been to um, to a shop and we were wondering, going down the aisles, about the amount of information that was available. And we were sitting in the subway on the way home, watching people on the WeChat, and we were looking at each other and saying, what is WeChat? Because we're used to use using Messenger and YouTube. And I was looking on the subway. I was looking at somebody who was, who was very busy on the telephone. I was looking on their screen. It was some kind of news feed. The thing is, there is so much information around everywhere. And there's so many channels available everywhere. And I was trying to connect myself back home when I was telling uh, telling my wife on a normal text message that, you know, Messenger and Facebook doesn't work. And my colleague who was traveling with me, Steve, he said, well, why don't you use WhatsApp? And I said, I haven't thought about using WhatsApp. There are so many channels and there's so much information going around that in the end, you don't know where the information is coming from and very often a lot of the information that you get it is duplicated and it seems to be that you're spending so much time gathering these different pieces of information that and it's all the same and it doesn't really feel effective so one of the things that are really changing, not only for our customers, but actually for all of us, is the fact that there is so much information around. And when, when, when somebody then asks me to share some information, like to send an information package, what I typically do then, I, I try to collect as much information as I have around this subject and I put everything together and and even go out on the web to find some extra information and send it out, which means that I'm creating more information just to be sure that the other person is getting as much information from me as possible because I'm, I think I'm doing something good for my customer, so to speak. But when I look back, I realize I'm actually making a good situation even worse because rather than sending him the right information, I'm sending all the information I have. And this is a feeling that we all have and our customers are having that 
they're actually being drowned in information and then when they actually are looking for information they get this tsunami of information which it is very hard to to manage and then you wonder well, what is really then happening with all this information but when you then look at the organizations then you realize that but wait a minute there are committees working with this information, there are teams working with this information, there are management teams working with all this information and there are so many people involved in these choices and they all have this overwhelm of information and they're trying to find really sense out of all this information, trying to find some kind of commonality in this information on which they can take their decisions. And it's so very hard to go through this huge amount of information and boil it down to something that really matters. And that makes the decision process for our customers so so complex because not only is the the technical engineer involved there might be a, a process engineer the purchasing director the, the quality manager and perhaps even an environmental engineer and and somebody who looks into standards and logistics and all of a sudden the decision that was taken by one person before is taken by many people and you've got these so many in different types of interests that these people would like to bring through and you realize it is so hard for them to agree because there is in the end there is only one thing they can agree about and that is really the price and that is a limitation of our communication that we see at our customers and for ourselves because if a situation becomes very complex and difficult you try to find the easiest parameter to agree upon and that very often is the price of a solution. And then the other thing that is then happening is that when you then start to choose something it becomes so complex because there are so many things. I mean if I think about going back to the supermarket here in Shanghai we were looking at the the row of yogurts and it was I'd, I'd, I didn't count how many yogurts there were but there must have been like 50 different yogurts to choose from easily and when you've got so much to choose from there is a psychological phenomenon that is called the choice the regret of choice which means it is not that you can that you would like to choose but the risk that you choose something wrong is quite dramatic because you've got 50 different choices and you can choose one yogurt but when you take that yogurt home you know that your partner is going to complain say why did you buy that type of yogurt i normally buy something else or your friend said is going to say you should have bought a different yogurt type with different yogurt cultures when there is so much to choose from, we have the risk of choosing something that somebody else is going to criticize, something that somebody else would not have chosen. And that is where we're paralyzed in making the choice right from the start. And that is, even if you might find this very amazing, this is actually a psychological phenomenon that people have been and scientists have been measuring. The regret of making a choice actually increases dramatically the more choices you have. 
So coming back to all that information and all those people who are involved in making the choice at the customer side, can you imagine how difficult it is becoming for a customer to make these types of choices? But there is one more thing that we also have to add on to this because when, when the customer then wants to make a choice, the choice he has to make about meaning the product, the service, the solution that he's going to buy, it is not about a simple yogurt. And <laughs> to nowadays, even a simple yogurt is very complex because there are certain yogurt cultures in it and certain flavors and sugar content and whatever there is and packages. And But in our world, when we're selling technological products to our customers, the complexity of the offer makes it so complicated the, 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 the design of the solution is not simple anymore. It is quite sophisticated. And when something becomes complicated, it's also very difficult to understand what the impact is, what the true value is. I mean, people can understand the price of a solution that we're offering, but what it really offers them in the sense of what is really going to be different when they start using these things, that becomes very hard to understand because the real effect of what we offer is so difficult to grasp. Which means that anybody who is making a choice now can be challenged and say, well, I don't believe about these benefits. I don't believe we're going to have these, this impact. And they only look at the price in the end. So, in this complexity, studies have been made asking customers, actually asking buyers, well, what impact do you think your suppliers have had on your decision? And when you step back and look at this, you're not surprised at the answer that you're going to see because the customers have said, we're so involved in this amount of information that we have. We're so involved in in dealing with our own priorities and interests when we're taking a decision. We are, we are so involved in understanding these different types of solutions and making trying to make the right choice. And we're so involved in understanding the real impact around the solution that we want to choose that in the end, the impact that we that our suppliers have on our choice is is very very small frankly speaking they said it's it's nothing it's zip it's we decide for ourselves and that is so very frustrating when you're on the sales side because you would like to make an impact you would like to influence the customer to take a decision but we realize that in the end the only influence that we are having is not so much on the process of making this decision, but we are being pushed down towards the end of the process, further and further down, where, where we have very little impact because our customers, they are, so to speak, preoccupied with the information evaluation. They're preoccupied in getting their own people on board. They're preoccupied with working to find the right supplier or solutions. And they're preoccupied in evaluating the different offers that they don't really have time to speak to suppliers. 
And that is what it is like to be a customer these days. But what are then the consequences for this? And this is where I can where I'm going to invite you to to write your answers in the chat. What are the consequences of the buying process when the customers are involved in gathering all this information, understanding all this information, and it's so much involved in themselves and the different teams and so much involved in making the right choice and so much involved in evaluating the impact that they, they're hoping to have. What is then, what happens to the relationship they're having with us? What do we see? What happens in the buying process? What do you think? Write down your comics, comments into the chat right now and I'm not going to write them for you. You're going to type them in yourself and I'm going to quickly show you where you're going to type these in by going onto the website of the classroom and here's the classroom. This is where you would put it in and I have created a, a post. So here's the live chat post. Um, it is called Live Chat Power Hour April 10. Our customers are changing. And here's the first question which I would like you to comment on. And you just comment on it by pressing the reply button and adding your comment. See, right down there. And like that, you can continue the discussion around this question. You can see what your colleagues have been posting. So, what happens in the customer buying process when they are preoccupied in gathering, distributing, and evaluating information internally, busy in getting people on board for their ideas, working to find the right supplier or solutions, or evaluating the different offers to understand the impact? What do you think? So welcome back. These were the f this was the first reflection question and now we will continue here and we're going to think about, well, how can we then have impact on this? Because what happens is that we come into the purchasing process very, very late. I mean, think about it. If you think about the the four steps of the SQL sales process. We search and discover the SQL needs. We explore and agree the priorities. We coordinate the, the SACO offer and we offer the value and close the deal. When do you think we normally come in? In which phase of these four phases of the SACO sales process? Put your finger on one. One, two, three or four. And when I ask different sales organizations, typically they said, yes, very often we're in the phase number three, when we're customers starting you know, to, to, to explain exactly what they need and we can come in and we can talk about the offer. And that is exactly true. But isn't that quite late? Because already the customer has a preconceived idea of what they really want and who should be supplying that. And you're asking yourself sometimes, well, wouldn't it be great to get into the process earlier? 
And that is really the right question to ask. But the only, the only point is, how can we do that? So let's have another look here on the left-hand side of what are the steps then for the customer decision-making process. Because normally what happens, and you can relate to your own company very easily in your own organization, because normally what happens is that top management team decides on the goals, what should be done. They decide on the data that they're getting, making an analysis and deciding, okay, these are the next targets for the next period. And then they hand over these targets and goals to the organization, and the organization is developing their strategy, looking at the gaps and making a priority to understand, well, how are we going to reach these targets as quickly as possible? And you already realize we're not in those types of conversations. And then they hand it over to the specialists who then start looking into providing suppliers for these different, different types of solutions, scanning the different opportunities they have to provide solutions there. And in the fourth step, they actually then make a conscious decision with a certain supplier to buy a certain solution. So while these are four steps in deciding on the goals and developing the strategy um, to close the gaps, to, to look at the supplier's solutions and then choose a specific supplier, the customer is very preoccupied with themselves until they think, okay, now we've taken all these decisions, we've more or less got an idea around what we want, and now we can step out of our own bubble about talking ourselves and start talking to our customers. And that is where we come in because that is where we get contact where the customer says, hey, can you, how would you solve this issue? Do you have a solution to such and such a problem? Or can you provide us some, some tools and systems around this? But statistically, at that point, 57% of the decision has already been taken because we're already in phase three when the customer is looking into different solutions that the suppliers have to try to evaluate a potential supplier. So how can we influence this process? How can we get earlier into the customer head and into the relationship and into the customer decision-making process so that we can influence this process at an earlier stage and not only when other suppliers are there and the only opportunity we really have, the only leverage that is left is the price. How can we get in earlier? And this is where you can then first of all, at the top, you put your customer decision-making process there again. And you know that the management team is taking the decisions on the goals and the, the um, organization, then the different teams are getting together to understand the, the strategy and close the gaps. And then it is handed over to the specialists who take the task to do the individual supplier evaluation and then you make a decision on a, perfect, on, a, on a specific supplier. And when you match those four steps to the changes that is happening with a customer, on one side too much information, too many people involved, too many choices to make and too little information really showing the impact on the solution. If you map those two, you suddenly see a pattern of opportunity that you can have as a salesperson to have a different type of conversation with your customer. Because 
if you think about the fact that the management team which is trying to an analyze the situation and come to a conclusion around the targets and goals for the next period and they have too much information available what can you do as a salesperson when you're talking to that level of a management team what can you do to help them come to that conclusion in an easier way so rather than when they ask you can you share some information rather than sharing more information and making this situation more confusing you can actually turn the question around and say well you can help them find the right information you can ask them what type of information they are looking at or you can even ask them what type of information they want to have to make a conclusion the key is to reduce the amount of information that is relevant for that decision making process in deciding well what should the goals really be as an example if you can make the amount of information relevant to the person that needs the information they will be much more receptive to the information that you are sending here's an example of course i've got somebody who's asking me um because i'm a customer to a lot of vendors who are, all, are selling different types of software services and they always ask me can i send you some information and I, i reply yes of course you can send me information and they send me an email with an attachment of 30 megabytes of um of information and I send links with pages and pages of of websites where they're sharing information and i just look at it and i ignore the email because i know for me there is too much information to filter through and i don't have means to choose what is really important for me because this person is giving me everything but if the person that asked me well what information would you need to be able to take the decision and draw some conclusions or what would you be looking for when i send you this information he might send me just one article and that article when i had that agreement before i would be very pleased to read and i would value that relationship because I only got that pinpointed information of that piece of information that i needed rather than the pain of expecting all that information to go through so that is where we can change well the other thing is if if the organization is considering the goals that the customer has and in the next step the organization is evaluating the gap and developing the strategy how to move forward then there are so many people who are involved how can we help that customer then to take the decision when there's so many conflicting uh interests or competing interests around the subject that we want to work with again we can take a step forward and have a dialogue with the customer and try to moderate this type of dialogue because i mean i understand that it is very easy to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and understand the needs of a single person and agree on the priority that a single person has for instance around the technical solution that a single person wants to see but obviously if we then talk to the purchasing manager their perspective of the things are different and if we have this spider web type of communication with technology on one side and accounting and purchasing on the other side 
we are get torn apart because we know there are conflicting priorities that these two departments have, but those two departments don't talk to each other around what is best for the company, meaning the customer company. So what if we put, I invited those people to sit around the table together with us so that they start talking to each other rather than us going into a triangle of, in, of communication and relationship, which is very, very hard to manage. If we had the courage to step forward and invite both parties on at the, uh, to the table, wouldn't that make a difference? And of course, I realize immediately you say, well, wait a minute, they are not friends together. No, they are not friends together. But they have a business in mind which they want to run. And if we can find a common territory, a common ground of understanding between the te technology side and the purchasing side where they can cooperate together, it will be much easier to meet those demands. Let's look into a third uh, phase in this. When there are too many options to choose from. I mean, this purchasing regret l limits people to take decisions. And if we really can have this agreement in the previous steps so that we know the priorities, then of course we can offer one solution and work on the criteria with which the customer is going to choose this one solution. Because very often the customer has not developed these criteria for themselves and specifically they have not communicated these decision criteria between their peers. So when we document for instance, our solutions, when we offer DCRs and these types of things, when we do the analysis where we see benefits, we should be asking the customer, who else needs to have this information? Who else needs to be convinced? Can we help our contact person to sell this solution and get and share, share the benefits of our solution further inside the company? Because we always know that the contact person that we're talking to, they have to resell the solution to others. And this is where we can step in and say, let me assist you, let me help you share our solution to more people inside the company. That's where we can have an impact. And in the fourth phase, when it's about really coming to the decision point, and there are so many, you know, the, the solution is so complex that for the customer it is difficult to find really the benefit of that solution, the impact of the solution. That is where understanding the customer really has a benefit. And I'm looking at myself right now because I also understand because we know how good our products are and we believe totally in our products. But the challenge we always have is how can we make the customer believe how important it is? And if we put ourselves into the customer shoes here and really understand the benefit and the impact around the solution, not only the solution itself, but around the solution, what else we're touching and changing in the way the customer is working when he starts using our product, that is where the benefit sometimes is. So in this way, we can have an impact in all these phases um, of the customer buying process, but you realize that all these phases, they require us to communicate to different people in a different way.
So rather than waiting until the customer then asks us for a solution, which is then quite late in the customer decision-making process, we have the opportunity to engage regularly and early in the customer process. And now it is for you. How can you specifically do that? I mean, reflect now into the next chat question. What do we have to do to break through the pattern and make an impact? And the pattern, I mean the pattern at the customer. How can we break through their pattern of being so self-centric, so involved in themselves and their colleagues that they don't even feel they've got time to talk to us. They just feel that the suppliers are making things worse and there is no benefit in talking to us as a supplier. That is what has to change. And that is where you can break that pattern and you can have in a different way talking to the customer in a new way you can have an impact on that decision making process in an earlier stage so how can you do that so go into the chat and answer the second reflection question and you can see what your colleagues have has been answering And here is the second question right now. You can see if you scroll down, there's the other question, the reflection. What do we have to do to break through the pattern and make an impact when, they are, when there is too much information and too many channels of information, too many people involved and different competing interests and too many options to choose from and an unclear decision uh, points and too little value to see a difference. How can you change your behavior in interacting with a customer to make a new level of impact? So, welcome back to um, this Power Hour and we are right here at the end already because now you understand much better how the customer is thinking. You see the, the, the customer decision-making process laid out in front of you and also you see the impact of the new behaviors, the environment, the way of working, which not only our customer is confronted with, but you see it around you in your company as well. We are working in the same way and it has... This is not only your customer. This is universal. This is just the way companies, modern companies work in an international environment. You will see that there is so much information around and it is much better to see how you can reduce the amount of information. There is so many people who get involved in decisions. There is no single person in these decision and decisions anymore. And it is so hard to choose because there are so many options to choose from. And when you start choosing, it's really difficult to understand what the impact really is. And you have the opportunity to change that with your behavior. Knowing about this changed behavior and having an impact on the customer in a new way. So this was the Power Hour for today. I hope you found it interesting. Let's do a quick outlook on what is happening. April 17, actually, I, um, I have 
cancel the live power hour because uh, it is Easter Monday and I'm traveling for private reasons. And I, seeing how this goes, how the interaction goes and how the classroom goes, I will see how I can do a live chat with you around this topic just the same, um, around the topic what is your process in detail because I know this is very, very important um, for all of us. And uh, don't want to miss out, so we'll find a way how to recap on that. On April 24, why do I need to choose my uh, my customers? On May 8, we will have a power hour around... Wow, I just realized this is different. Because um, on, April's, on April 24, why do I need to choose my customers? Yes, we did have that on... On May 8, make planning makes sense. On May 15, we will have Steve doing a power hour, coaching the action exercises from the courses. And on May 22, Steve will come in again around coaching a joint visits. And on May 29, we will have a very interesting power hour around, well, what type of customer behavior do you want to observe? And what does that really mean? So, I hope you found this power hour interesting around the changes with our customer and how we can adapt to those. And finally, of course, when you most feel like giving up, this is when you most need to keep on. And sometimes you feel that um, these, this new way, the way the customers are presenting themselves to us, the way they're working, it is so frustrating. And I know because I know how much you would like to influence the customer to take better decisions. And that is exactly that point where you need to carry on and push on and find your way how you can interact with the customer in a different way and help him on his buying journey. And that is all from me today. I hope this has worked. I'm looking forward to your chat input. And I'm Coach Colin, and I'm here to help you master your leadership. Take care, have a great week, and see you next time.